Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. Hey, hey there, friends. I'm so excited that you guys are here. We're going to be talking about visibility for the average online business owner today because I can give you all the visibility things that you could possibly do, and they would be fantastic and amazing. But if you don't have time to implement them like your average business owner, they're not actually helpful to hear about, right? So we're going to be talking about what you need to focus on for visibility in your business online. All right, before we dive in, I want to acknowledge that I just got a really great review on Apple Podcasts by Tall Chris Porter, and that is how he typed his name. So I hope you're actually Tall Chris. (laughs) Chris said, love the format of this podcast, and Brittany is fantastic at asking questions and engaging with the guest. I really like the quality of conversations on the show. First, thank you for the five-star review. Thank you for the kind words. And in particular, thank you for acknowledging the conversations on this show. I have been vetting my guests heavily for the guest shows, and I really want to make sure that when I do bring someone on the show, it's not just a pitch and promo fest, but we are having deep conversations about their topic. It's why on my podcast guest submission form, which is easily found on my website, FYI, I have a very clear instruction that I just want to hear about one topic. I want to hear about one thing you are dying to talk about because I find anyone who's got, you know, three or five different topics prepared is usually someone who isn't willing to go beyond the fluff. They've got their topic prepared. They want to hit their little uh, key points and they are off to the races and good to go. But people who are really, really excited about one key topic, one thing that they are just dying to talk about, those are the conversations I love having. And those are the conversations that when I choose to listen into a podcast, I actually stay for the whole episode. And that is what I really want to be delivering here. Deep conversations on topics that matter to you as you are growing your business online. That said, I want to give a little quick life update here on a personal note. I've been spending a lot of time at the gym because as it turns out, I'm way happier when I do that. And at the time of this recording, our gym is open. I'm really hoping I can still say that by the time this actually airs because Unfortunately, cases are rising in our county again. Come on, people, do your part. We are all in this together. Don't take the gym away from me, please. And also, I want to say that my nine-year-old just finished his homeschool program. We are done for the year. Hallelujah. So I've actually gained three work hours each week because normally I take him to his community day on Friday mornings. But don't worry, I've already filled that time because I've been deep in creation mode, creating the update to the show up system. And for all of you listening who have already purchased the show up system, you will be automatically enrolled in version 2.0. I will have a way for you to do that. So don't you worry, you're not missing out on anything yet. But I have been really pouring over the original content and finding ways I want to make it better. And I've been taking a course called Course Chemist, uh, put out by Funnel Gorgeous by Julie Stoyan and Kathy Wilson. And it has been such a help in creating a methodical way to get my thoughts down, make sure I'm giving you, my clients, quick wins along the way and laying it out in a way that not only encourages you to complete the course, but actually implement it, use it, and get results. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because this episode is about visibility. 
this visibility thing is easier when you have a system. And I'm not going to spend this whole episode talking about the show up system. This is the end of me talking about it, actually. But I do want to acknowledge that if you are interested in that updated version, you can go and buy the original right now and I'll automatically upgrade you in the next few weeks as I get that out there. I'm also going to throw a link to Course Chemist in the show notes because if you are putting any informational content together online and you're struggling to make it more about your clients than than you or you're struggling to figure out how to organize it or any of those things, I've been very pleased with my usage of it. So I want to share that with you guys as well. Okay, on to our topic, visibility for the average business owner. I recently finished reading a book called The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, and it is not a business book, but for the record, it could be a business book if you're willing to read between the lines a little bit at least, and that is what I'm going to be doing in this episode. I've actually many times felt like the fiction books that I read inform my business content in a huge way. So I think I've even mentioned The Midnight Circus and actually The Midnight Library as well as books on this podcast because all of those books have actually given me really fantastic content ideas and things that I can do for my clients just from reading those stories. But the basic premise of The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue is in the 1600s, Addie was a young woman, young adult, and she was about to be forced into a marriage she didn't want. And she prays to the god of darkness, even though she knows that she shouldn't, and says, I'll do anything. I just want to be free. And the god of darkness or devil or whatever you want to call him, he, as you might imagine, doesn't make very fair deals. And he gave her freedom. But as a result, nobody could remember her. They would interact with her, and then the minute she was out of sight, they'd completely forget about their interaction, so she became invisible, in a sense. And she meets this guy named Henry, who really just wants to be loved, wants to be enough for everybody in his life. And Henry also ended up making a deal, and I'm not going to go ahead and ruin the entire book for you by telling you what that is, but they end up meeting each other, and that's where the magic of the book happens. So you may be wondering, what does this have to do with branding, visibility, and showing up online? Um everything. (laughs) Building an online business means you have to take both Addie and Henry's strengths and remove their weaknesses to succeed in today's online world. So the points I'm going to make here first and foremost are one, you have to be memorable. So Addie's biggest weakness is that she could have a fantastic interaction with someone, but they wouldn't remember her. And she had to figure out how to leave a mark on the world because she really wanted to matter, to have purpose. And she had to figure out how to leave a mark on the world, even though her direct interactions with people could not be remembered. So she figured out that she could plant seeds in others' minds, ideas, because ideas are wild and ideas are not necessarily memories. They're the start of something. There's something that can be expanded upon. And she figured this out first with artists. So an artist would sketch her and she wouldn't disappear from the sketch pad after she walked out of the room. And it started sparking her imagination. She's like, well, if I can be drawn, even if I can't be remembered, what else can I do? She ends up being with artists, musicians. Musicians would you know, create lyrics based on their interaction with her. But it was never a direct mark. If you tried to take a picture of her, she just wouldn't appear in the photo. So it started with artists, you know, people who are always the most impressionable and imaginative. But she figured out how to really leave her mark on the world without being direct about it. And the points I want to make about this are that you only are memorable when you start planting ideas. And I've talked a lot about the kinds of content you should avoid and the kinds of content you should focus on to do this in other episodes. I've talked about how to craft an authority opinion. That's episode number 63. 
because planting ideas means that you have to make some waves sometimes. You can't just be bland. You can't be average. You have to really put yourself out there, create some polarizing content, and be willing to back that content up. You can't just state an opinion that's you know, crazy and then run away from it. You have to be able to back your opinions up. And that's what I cover in that episode, How to Craft an Authority Opinion. But you need to be able to start planting ideas with your content online so that people look at you as an authority. People look at you as someone who has ideas and people look at you as somebody who can help them move beyond where they are right now to where they want to be. All of that starts with planting ideas. Planting an idea is what makes you memorable in today's noisy online world. As a corollary to that, the opposite of unforgettable is normal and average. And if you've ever been an introvert or shy or you've ever been told you're too much, you may struggle with this one a little bit because you might have a problem shrinking away from being memorable. You might have, you know, some deep-seated things that you need to deal with, but the reality is Normal and average people don't make waves in today's world. Therefore, it's time to be memorable. And point number two here is that to be memorable, you have to show up. So if you, like most of my clients and colleagues, want to move your business beyond just working in person or by referral, you have to be visible. It's not going to happen. People are not going to drop clients into your lap unless you show up first. So it means showing up. It means knowing that on Facebook, lives are where it's at. And on Instagram, you're going to get the most play by using all of their features so they can stamp out their competitors, Snapchat and TikTok. Maybe it means you're going to have to do reels even though you hate them, like me, by the way. Not a fan, but I know that to get the most play on Instagram, it's something I got to do. This means knowing that Pinterest and SEO are both long games, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's something you want to ignore because long-standing visibility can net a whole lot of clients at the end of the day. This means planning out a content strategy so you don't drive yourself crazy trying to keep up with it all. And I say that right here very, very carefully because I just told you it means you have to be on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or Pinterest. And I didn't mean you actually had to be on all of them all the time at the same time. I meant that if you're going to choose one of those platforms, you have to know how to use it to your best ability so you aren't wasting time. And part of that means having a system, a content strategy, so you don't drive yourself crazy. Because trying to keep up with it all is a game that never actually gets won. If you're trying to keep up with it all, you might get close and then something new is going to come down the pike. And then something else that you have to hop onto is going to happen. I mean, hello Clubhouse, right? So planning out that content strategy Choosing to show up, even if it's not something you love doing, that is how you become memorable. And to bring this back to the invisible life, like Addie, if all you long for is freedom and you don't want to be tied to showing up, I highly recommend batching your show up content. You can do this monthly, you can do this quarterly, you can plan a little content retreat if you're doing it quarterly and just say, hey, for the next two days, I'm creating my content for the next 90 days small price to pay, right? You have to buckle down and do it at some point. Or you can spread it out, do a little bit every week. Whatever works for you is the important part here. But if you don't want to be showing up constantly, if you want that freedom like Addie does, maybe don't choose a platform that requires a ton of engagement 
or consider paying someone else to do that for you. There are really good people that you can pay to do Instagram or Facebook engagement so that you aren't spending all of your time on social media. You're spending your time doing what you do best. If you have any more questions about that, I want you to go check out the episode called Systems and Branding in the Flow. It's episode 96. And I talk a lot on that episode about doing your content creation when it feels good to you on not putting yourself in a box and saying every Monday at 1pm I have to do content because a lot of us don't work well that way. A lot of entrepreneurs value freedom and don't like being in a box, don't like following rules. If you know that's you, then go ahead and figure out a way to batch content so you can be quote unquote in the flow as you're doing it. All right. And then point three, this one's really important, guys. I need you to know that you are enough. So in the book, Henry just wanted to be enough for the people he loved. He felt like all he ever did was get criticized. All he ever did was disappoint people. He felt like he hadn't found his purpose and everyone was just picking at him about that. But he also wasn't showing the real him to those people. He kind of tailored who he was to the company in question. So he wanted to be enough for the people he loved, but he wasn't willing to show the real him. So how was he supposed to be enough for them if they didn't even know who he was, right? All this to say, you can't be a chameleon online, tailoring your message to the person you're speaking to as you do when you're selling to a single person. When you're selling to a single person, when you're just a one-to-one business or you're a referral-based business, you can read the room, you can kind of gather based on tone, inflection, body language if you're in person, what message is resonating with that person that you're talking to. But when you're online and you're messaging to not just one person, but many people, anywhere from you know five to 10 to hundreds or thousands, you can't tailor your message. You can't be a chameleon. You can't change your brand promise every time you talk because that's confusing. And you know a confused mind doesn't buy, of course. So I want to tell you something that happened last week. in and out has been in Oregon for a couple years now, and they've been close by to where I live for about a year. But this week, Shake Shock finally came to Oregon. So a little backstory, and this is you know, probably not going to make a whole lot of sense to you if you didn't grow up on the East or West Coast and you're not one of these companies' diehard fans. But Shake Shack's a New York native, in and out is a Southern California native. And my husband's a born and raised New Yorker. I am a born and raised SoCal girl. So you can just imagine the rivalry that is going on here. And I want to point out it is not a rivalry between Shake Shack and In and Out. This is a rivalry between the fanatical fans of each of these companies because they both have cult like followings. And I love In and Out. I actually don't know which one my husband likes better, to be honest. But anyway, a year ago when In and Out came within an hour of where we live, my husband drove me an hour and waited in line for a half hour or 45 minutes or whatever it was with me so that I could get my In and Out because he is a good man. So last week when Shake Shack opened up, I decided to surprise him by going to pick up food. And yes, I did wait an hour for the food, but you know, sometimes a surprise is worth it, right? And I took my son with me, my nine-year-old son. And as we were driving over there, he was like, mom, which one's better, In-N-Out or Shake Shack? And I thought to myself, it's not about which one's better. It's just that they're different. I personally have a preference for In-N-Out. I think In-N-Out is better, but I'm not going to say that Shake Shack isn't good. It's just not my favorite. And that is the approach your audience goes through when they're looking for people browsing content online. They're going to resonate with one message and they might also resonate with another, but just, you know, not as much. And that's okay. It's not only okay, it's kind of important to do this because if you're not putting out a message that 
puts you into like a fanatical cult-like following kind of situation, people are probably going to forget you, C.1, right? But here is the real rub. in and out has a best client. I probably fall pretty close within that best client profile for them. Shake Shack has a best client. I probably don't fall within a best client profile for them. And Shake Shack would do very well to not market to the Britneys of the world because I'm, you know, someone who will go there and will eat and will pay the money, but I'm not a diehard fan. That doesn't mean that their best client profile is wrong. They have a very clear idea who their best client is. Just because I'm not in it doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just different. And the same thing for in and out they should market to their best client and only their best client, not to their best client and all other people who like burgers, just to their best client. Now, as it happens, neither one of these companies probably have to do a whole lot of marketing because they have that cult-like following, right? And when I say know that you're enough, that's kind of what I'm telling you. in and outs burger is enough. They don't have to be the burger for everybody. They just have to be the burger for their best client. I have a podcast episode I think it was called Falling in Love and Branding are, are the Same Thing, is episode number 107. And I talk about the concept of permission granted. The world needs you, not another Amy or Rachel or Donald. And realistically, these days, definitely not another one of those people. See all the social media drama around Rachel Hollis. If, I'm, if you're not like privy to that already, there's some fascinating stories going on. That's my whole point. We don't need another one of those people. We don't need another guru like that. We need you. We need your message, your values, and your offerings brought to the table. How can you expect people to like you enough to follow you if who you are is changing all the time? That's my big question of this episode. If you are not willing to stake a claim and say, this is what I stand for, here's my message, here's what I'm showing up for, so much that I'll show up for it consistently, even if I don't want to spend all my time online, if you aren't willing to do that, how can you expect people to like you enough to follow you when they don't even know what you stand for? You've got to dig deep. Show your core values. Weave them into your message. That is how you can get past imposter syndrome That is how you can develop the beginnings of your own cult-like following in the best way, of course. (laughs) No actual cults here. But this is how you do that. This is how you become memorable. This is how you become committed to showing up, even if it's not your favorite thing. It's by knowing that you're enough. And maybe, you know, being that nice person who picks up Brittany in an out burger and delivers it to her, because I'm never going to say no to that. Just throwing it out there. In closing for this episode, I want to leave you with a quote by John C. Maxwell. He said, to be unforgettable, you have to get over yourself. And if the book, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue taught me any one thing, it's that you have to get over yourself to leave a mark on the world, but you also have to get over yourself to know that you're enough and put the real you out there enough so that people can decide whether they're going to follow you or not, whether they're going to know you, like you, and trust you. It is a noisy world and it's only getting noisier. To stand out, you have to show up in an unforgettable way. You won't be for everyone. And that's not only okay, it's necessary. All right, I am off my soapbox now, but I do want to tell you guys, if you are struggling with what to say, where to say it, how to show up online, if you know that you've got good ideas in with you, but they're just not coming through in your content, or if you're like, hey, I'm... That whole show up thing sounds good, but I need a guiding hand. I need someone to tell me all the things to do. I want to let you guys know I am putting together a program called the Visibility Accelerator. It's one-on-one. It's not a group program. 
and it brings the best parts of the Biz GPS Intensive, which is my 30,000 foot view of your business, how to create marketing and a value ladder and all of the things that are going to give you the business success that you want. So it's the best part of the Biz GPS mixed with a personalized, 100% custom and unique content plan for you, your message, and what you want to be putting out there online. So if you are developing your own programs, whether they're courses or group programs or one-on-one programs, and you know that you need a content plan that naturally guides people into doing that, the Visibility Accelerator is probably for you, and I would be very excited to tell you more about it. So go ahead and message me. I'll drop a link for that in the show notes as well. All right, guys, I hope you have a fantastic week. See you soon. 